and we got lots of Bibles inside. If uh, so, we're going to look at the tail end, uh, a spot in the middle, and a spot at the end. Starting with verse 20, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. Was this father a gentle father? (laughs) If he moved it at least as fast as Kevin, is he gentle? It could have been otherwise. The son tried to get through with his confession. He had memorized it. He had planned it. He couldn't even get through it. The father interrupted him and poured on forgiveness and favor, lavished it upon him. Do you think that created gentleness inside of him? I suspect it might have. Down verse 28, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look. All these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, come home, you kill the fatted calf for him. Gentle. Why not? What's he dealing with? What? This is a clue to us. What do you What do you see in this guy that that keeps him from being gentle? You see entitlement. Pardon? Comparison. Strong comparison. He's a He's a wretch. I'm a fine elder brother if I must say so myself, because no one seems to be saying it. What else? Hugely twisted. There's no free lunch, right? You get what you deserve, right? That's law. He's obviously living under the law. I want to preach loud enough so the neighbors can hear me here. He's He's obviously, it's, it's uh, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, living under the law. If there is in you a sense of, of that God expects it of you, that people expect it of you, that you expect it of yourself, look out. Because it will rob you of gentleness. It will make you harsh. I was once talking to a graduate student from... A school in Asia. He was a theological student, a very good student. And as we talked, he revealed his that he had really disappointed people. He disappointed his parents. He disappointed himself. He disappointed God. And then he reversed it. And he said, 
God disappointed me, didn't tell me the path to go, and after about an hour of talking, he was able to say, I'm angry. I'm angry with God. Why didn't he tell me? Why, why didn't he get, give me a way to go? I don't know where I'm going. If there is a sense of entitlement in you and a sense of living by the expectations of others or strong expectations of yourself, you may turn God into a monster. Remember the one who did not uh, spend, he did not invest the money, two did, good and faithful servant. He, he buried it. You know what he said about his master? I knew you were a hard, hard man. Was he a hard man? Didn't look like it, the way he treated the others. He gave him stuff to invest, they invested it, and he rewarded him for investing it. And he said, come on, let's celebrate. Come on in. Enter into my father's happiness. He seemed like a really wonderful person to work for. I'd like to work for a person like that. This guy, I knew you were a hard man. There's something about it when we put pressure on ourselves, when we either sense entitlement or victimization, and we're disappointed with life. It's easy then to turn that around. God's disappointed in me, and I'm disappointed in God. And so we put something on God, and we end up with anger. Anger turns to bitterness. Bitterness makes it difficult for us to be kind to people. We end up being harsh. It's hard. People who live like this father under grace, that they receive it and they shovel it out. They're just so forgiving, so kind, they shovel it out. They are able to be gentle even when criticized. That's a tough one. That's hard when, you're, when you know someone's opposing you. Paul said to Timothy, correcting those who oppose you gently. That's a good, that, that's a good word to me. I, like, I want to take that inside. Because if somebody opposes me, man, I, I want to feel like fighting. Let's prove that I'm right here. No, we're not trying to prove her right. We're trying to help them get over what, what they're dealing with. When you picture Moses, let me ask you this question. When you picture Moses, you picture him as meek or as, as angry? Raise your hand. Meek. Angry. Okay, some of both. <laughs> okay. The Bible says that Moses was more humble than any other person on the face of the earth. That's literally what it says in Numbers 12.3. No one was more humble than Moses. That makes it interesting. <laughs> that really makes it interesting. Jesus said, I am gentle and lowly of heart. Paul said, I come to you in the meekness and gentleness of Jesus. So if you are gentle... You can be a child and you can say, I am gentle. You can come to me. You can, you can acknowledge that. Thank you for that. that it's right there. No, but 
Moses. That's right. And Moses wasn't naturally bold when he was asked to speak. He didn't. He didn't want to. He he was he was self-effacing and retiring. So that was a stretch for him to lead lead the people. But because he dishonored God and changed his face in the view of the people, God disciplined him. Him leaders are disciplined more severely. So looking at this passage, it'd be good for you to know where you are in this whole walk, where, where you are as it relates to your sense of victimization or entitlement, because it may impact your ability to, to offer gentleness to other people. Jesus said to people, you can come to me. I'm a safe place. I am gentle. I can, I can care for you, and I can see it. He would look in a crowd, and he would know who especially needed it. Maybe some of you can. Maybe some of you can look at a crowd like this, and you know who really needs care. Gentle people are, are drawn to broken people. Two, two passages that speak about Jesus in Isaiah turn to Isaiah chapter 40 and 42. It's telling us about Jesus. As I read this, I say, I want to be that way. That's, that's the kind of person I want to be. That's the kind of shepherd I want to be. First in chapter 40, verse 11, he tends his flock, talking about people now, like a shepherd, he gathers the lambs in his arms. He carries them close to his heart. This is not a job. This is not an assignment. And he gently leads those that have young or that are with young. I remember my sister, when she was carrying a child, she looked at this first. Hey, I think that's me. I, I am with young. And so Jesus is especially gentle with me. Flip one page or so to the right, chapter 42. This tells us, this is quoted in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 12. I will put my spirit on him. This is the servant of the Lord. And he will bring justice to the nations. Do any of you have a strong sense of justice so that you get angry when you see injustice? Some of you, yeah. I know my son Israel, he gets, he doesn't get out of control, but he, close to it, when he sees injustice, it just is very hard for him to do it. It brings him to tears, it does. He cries when he sees injustice. It, and that's the spirit of the king. That's the spirit of the shepherd. He will bring justice to the nations. Think of all the injustice, how it hurts God. Injustice, he will not shout or cry out. A gentle person, doesn't want to be too noisy. If somebody has a migraine, you don't, want, you don't want loud, do you? You want quiet. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. He's so sensitive. A bruised reed 
I can't see a reed. But if, if, if the reed is, is broken, he's going to be especially careful because that could break off easily. And so the way he treats especially broken people is different than the way he'd treat somebody who isn't that broken with special care. How wonderful Jesus is. Or a dimly, a smoldering wick. What do you picture? I picture a candle who's just, it's just about out. It's just, it's so dim, it's just about going out. And Jesus is especially careful. Whereas I may be too reckless and say something and the light goes out. And I, I misrepresent God in that moment. Is there something really, what, what's back there? A spider? <laughs> oh, a human being. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he knows how to use both. Yeah, very good. In, f in faithfulness, he will bring forth justice. You know, our court system is probably better than any other country in the world. It's, it's very faulty, right? It's faulty. When I was in Brazil and I talked to the pastor in Brazil, I said, is there any government in any city, county, or state country in Brazil that is not corrupt? He said, no, run away. He said, no. Think of the corruption in the world. Think of the injustice. Think of people in prison that don't belong there, there for 30 years. Think of people who have had injustice done to them. Think of children and families where parents are angry and they just spout out anger at them. I saw that. I was waiting for Karen as she was in the store. And this mom got out with the two kids and she was just gnawing away at them. I wanted to go stop her because I felt so badly for those kids who were going to grow up in that. No gentleness, at least I didn't see any, just hitting them hard, not, not physically, but just hitting them with words and, and how that hurts God who is scandalized by that kind of injustice, just absolutely scandalized. That is not who God is. And so they'll grow up thinking, well, God must be like that. If that's who my, that's my mother, how sad. Till he establishes justice in the earth. There's going to be a time when justice is on the earth, when the king reigns. In his law, the islands will put their hope. Oh, how wonderful. So I just want to answer a couple questions. Then I want us to break up into small groups together. Uh, I want to ask the question, who needs to be gentle? First of all, leaders need to be gentle. Anybody who's leading others has to be gentle. Moses is a good example. that we, we, He was a very gentle person. And yet there were two times when he didn't show gentleness, when he broke the tablets, and then when God told him to, to speak to the rock, and he hit the rock.
leaders need to correct other people with gentleness. They need to walk in gentleness themselves. Leaders deal with a lot of conflict. And you know, I talk a lot about conflict. I'm not threatened by conflict. Conflict is helpful. It's going to happen. In the world, you have tribulation. We're going to have trouble. We're going to have conflict. We're going to have difficulties with one another. That's where leaders, any of you involved in leadership, pray for gentleness. Because it's in those times that you can shine and you can bring ple- people to a new place where they can see that conf- conflict can be a, a, a step toward really positive, growing unity. Parents, parents need gentleness. Right, parents? We need gentleness. God, give us gentleness towards our kids. There's only two times in the epistles where it specifically speaks to parents about parenting, and both times it addresses the fathers. Fathers, do not embitter them. Don't embitter them. Suggesting that fathers can embitter their children. I'm guilty. I've shared with you probably how two, three years ago I asked my kids, tell me how I failed you as a father. They did. (laughs) Fathers and mothers, as best you can, be gentle to your children. Children, be gentle. Be gentle. Boys, be gentle to girls. Be gentle, kids. Be gentle to one another. Be gentle to kids in your family. Wasn't always the case in my family. I mean, there were, there were hostilities. I'm thankful to see how much they love each other, how much they care for each other. It's wonderful to see siblings who are in love with each other. Isn't, it? isn't, that, a, isn't that a special thing to see siblings who love each other, who are gentle with each other? Great opportunity for siblings. Learn it. If you have unfinished business, with any sibling. Deal with it. You'll know them the rest of your life. It's more important than your high school friends, more important than college friends, your siblings. Get close. Be, be kind. Be gentle. When. I'm going to give you two times when it's really important. When you're correcting, Scripture is clear. And here's a tough one. When you're sharing the gospel. I've seen this broken time and time and time Again, Peter says, always be ready to share what, uh, a reason for your hope in Christ, yet do it with two things, respect, gentleness. Peter said that. Would you have expected Peter to say it? Man, that guy's bold. He's going to stand up for crowd. He's going to stand up when they're ready to take his head off and say, you crucified him. But God raised him up. He was bold. He wasn't brass. He knew the difference. And he was gentle. I have a friend, Martins. He saw a debate between a Christian and an atheist. The Christian outdid him. He said the atheist was more gentle. You disqualify yourself if you're not gentle in sharing the gospel. Dwight Moody said, when you talk about hell, make sure you do it with a tear in your eye. Don't look like you're having fun. Don't look like you're getting even. That shouldn't happen. I've seen it done. It's sad. We, we gently present the truth 
of Jesus Christ. Or we put a wrong face on God, like he's really looking forward to coming and sending people to hell that deserve it. Not going to properly represent God. Okay, any, any questions on what we're talking about here? Any questions, concerns, thoughts? Charlie? Give you some things to to uh, talk about, and um, we've got leaders who are, who are used to doing groups. Andrew and Dan and uh, Chris and uh, Joe, if you could take a group, and then others. That you, if if you're with people that you're comfortable with, you can just spin around in, in a moment. Uh, groups of four or five. And if you could look at this, especially personalize it. Talk personally about it and say, here's where I struggle with, uh, with uh, gentleness. Here's where I want to be gentle. Uh, talk about it with the view toward God equipping us. Gentleness is a weapon of warfare. Because if we can be gentle in times of conflict when others are not gentle, then we can, we can represent Christ accurately <coughs> to the world. So we'll, we'll have small groups, say, for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then we'll go up and have lunch together. So I think I'll, I'll dismiss you after that um, because then we do want to uh, eat together we want we have lots of food, plenty of food for this crowd and more. So uh, we'll go up at uh, shortly before 12. So we'll break now, and then I'll bring you. No, I'll say the benediction now. Uh, but w I will break you up after a while, and then we'll uh, head in. So either form a group yourself, if you're comfortable, or leaders, you stand up that I pointed out. You stand up. And you, you can take a group. You can take somebody somewhere else. If you're not around here, that's okay. Go somewhere else because we don't want all the groups to be right here. Yes, what? Huh? I think I will, yeah. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.